to another episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy. I'm technically James, but that was rogue. Because you know what? I've got like this um, (laughs) on my viral post. Everyone says don't say creative. There's been this like bizarre backlash, not from community, from people coming in from outside who hate the word creatives. Like, and there's no explanation for it. People are revolted by the word creatives. And I don't understand. I don't understand. It's, and then someone was like, you should say creators, not creatives. What? It's, I don't know. Is it because it's some kind of corporate thing where like everyone's got a creative? Oh. It's like, anyway, I have, wanna I have no gate, idea. I think they want to gatekeep it in some way, maybe, or something. Well, it, I, I can't explain it. It's very confusing, but there's been a weird amount of comments about and, it. And it's a tangent. The way, reason that we use the word creative is because we don't want to just talk to people who do fine art. Yes, exactly. I don't want to, you know, and it's a shame that it is interpreted this way, but a lot of people interpret the word artist into people who do fine art. Exactly. I think it's more, we want to talk to, we think that business is creative. We yeah. think that, um, sorry, I just forgot absolutely everything that I think is creative. Anything basically that is looking <laughs> to connect with people is creative. Exactly. Art is anything that we make in, with the intention to connect. Yep, 100%. So that's a little short explanation. Um, I'm glad that you said something that we could clarify it. Are you yeah. getting annoyed at the microphone? Yeah, like it feels like it's just deteriorating in my hands. Like Interesting. screws just feel like it's, they're it's all... It's just that one screw. Yeah, what's Ooh, this? that's bad as well. Yeah. I don't know why, but I blame my nephew Levi. Let's. He's probably been up here doing something he weird. He probably has. He's probably making his own five-year-old podcast. <laughs> he probably is. He probably is. All okay. right, what are we talking about today, James? So out of the frying pan into the fire, we're talking about artificial intelligence. We have briefly discussed this on the gram this week. Uh, just, and we have a podcast about it as well. Already. We do. We already do have a podcast about it. That was a, quite a while ago now. Mm-hmm. Lots of things have developed. It's a very fast-paced, moving conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I ha- decided very randomly, I don't know what triggered it, to just have this discussion on Instagram this week. Um, it was heated one. People have very big emotions around what's happening with AI-generated art, with ChatGPT. Um, oh, I know what triggered it. My physio asked me about it. <laughs> That's what's like the old, you know, when your hairdresser's giving you stock picks that you should get out of the market kind of thing. <laughs> he was like, oh, he was. I haven't seen him in years. And he remembered exactly what I did. He said, you teach writing. And I was like, close enough. Um, and then he was like, do you ever get worried about ChatGBT? Because the other day I asked ChatGBT to write me a story about a bunny rabbit who hurt his knee. And so he couldn't jump. And he said it was the best story he'd read in ages. Well, I was I, like, this is like so, it was really sweet. It's really sweet. But it was, but I was like, okay, look, I want to have more of a conversation about this. Yes, definitely. I mean, it is a super interesting topic. And I think before we start talking, I wanted to say a few things, which is that who the fuck knows yes. is the main thing, right? Yes. Um, I think an unwillingness from people, that, the thing that disturbed me about the conversation that we had online is people just saying, no, don't talk about it. Shut mm-hmm. up. As it, it was this primal fear response. And I just thought, if that's how we're going to respond to this, then how are we ever going to have the hard, complicated conversations that we need to have yeah. to properly regulate, to properly deal with this, what is likely going to be a massive change to how our society works? Yes. I, and there was a, a very, very big fear response of this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Um, we can't let this get in our way. Like a, a like a real shutdown response mm. of like not willing to look at it. A lot of fear, a lot of sadness. And, you know, a lot of this is really, really valid and we can respond emotionally however we need to respond emotionally to something that scares us. But I think that we do need to have these bigger conversations. And I think also I just want to say that I, we deserve to have space to discuss this. A lot of people messaged me and was like, 
like it's irresponsible for use your to use your platform like this you shouldn't be encouraging people to think about it or to think about using any of these platforms like and I found that it made me feel really uneasy and um actually pretty angry I didn't yeah. like this idea that I couldn't have conversations around what this was and so as a boundary for this conversation like yeah we are going to use this platform to have conversations around it i mean if, if i feel like if i was a big corporation trying to monetize artificial intelligence artificial intelligence what i'd want people to do is stay scared don't talk about it don't educate yourself about it just say it's a big scary thing head in, and the, sand. Head in the sand from it and what well, i think empowers what, us to talk about it yeah i think we should empower ourselves to talk about it and i think that what really really made people upset was when we d- discussed this idea of using ai as a tool mm, people did not people like hated that. that like it's not a tool it's theft yeah and i think that's a really complicated issue yeah and obviously there is a lot of theft going on in the way that they these large language models train their data like they are literally taking and stealing without permission from artists mm. uh, be that visual artists or writers um, uh, visual artists i think are particularly triggered by it because it's a lot more obvious to see sorry this is a little bit i feel like we're a bit, i'm a bit all over the place here but Obviously, if someone uses something like Midjourney and goes design a cover for my book, like mm. that's almost a more tangible thing than um, you can see yourself being usurped there as a visual artist. Versus yes. like people aren't really going write me a book yet. No, not yet. Which obviously is probably going to happen. I had um, people were messaging me telling me about what authors are planning to do, though, like planning to. I saw that. Yeah, I get all these. What was it? like get all these short or like quick books out there being written by ai to pump themselves up the amazon list and Mm -hmm. have a bigger catalog which does seem pretty dodgy to be honest yeah for sure of course um it does seem dodgy but i mean there's no reason to believe that tactic is going to succeed no to to start with also who says that (laughs) i know i know who's like seriously (laughs) maybe in like the um really poppy ends of the market like the the romance yeah, where they're, yeah. they're already pumping out multiple books a year or something. Yeah. Um, and it's just about quantity. Mm. Maybe that is something that people can go, well, like, instead of pumping out a book every three months, I'm going to pump out a book every week. My God, yeah. Or it'll really help you like algorithmically or something. Yeah, I can see. Obviously, that would be a worry. But once again, I just think, sorry, since we are already going off, there's so much to talk about. Yeah, there is so much to talk about. Really pull it back to this idea that we actually have no idea how people are going to interact with this sort of technology mm. we have no idea i think we people just assume if it's out there it's going to be consumed like if these if these algorithms are creating content people are going to want to consume it i think that is a huge open question like there have been people out there for centuries who can perfectly recreate the style of every major artist it's like mm-hmm. that's what was that do- netflix documentary um I'm not going to There was to help basically you. a guy living in a garage and he was faking replicating yeah like all of these master artists work and making you know selling well galleries were selling his work which was just his work as these masters mm. and they were fooling all of these experts but the point of the story was as soon as people figured out that it wasn't they weren't genuine even though in every way they looked they exactly, look exactly like this people's same. work as soon as people figured out the story behind it was yeah. not the story they wanted it these artworks went to zero yeah zero zero and it's like we as humans are obsessed with provenance, mm. obsessed with it. And for those of you who don't know what provenance is, it's just the story and the history of a piece of art. So people want to trace, people want to be able to trace a Rembrandt from the moment Rembrandt painted it 
to all its owners, where it was, where it lived, like the story of that art and how it got to the point of being up for sale in that moment, you know? And that is almost what you're selling. I think this is really interesting. I think people have always been interested in provenance for a lot of human history, but now more than ever, now that we have social media and we have people now have access to creative stories and creatives' lives in a way that we've never had in the past. And so this interest in who creates our art mm-hmm. is heightened even more. Like people buy from artists because they want a part of what the artist gives. Yep. So that I think provenance is more important than it's ever been before because of social media. And I think there's a huge argument to say that the existence of AI, AI art is going to actually just make providence more important again. You keep saying providence. It's really cringe Did I, you. I said providence, didn't I? No, not just No, I, when I say providence, it just sounds like providence. Okay, all right. Because I have a little bit of a lisp with the d. Okay, great. No, my n sounds like a d. All right. N, d. Provenance. Provenance. Whenever... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What was I even talking about? I don't know. I feel like I was on a roll and you completely ruined it. I'm sorry, but I know when we put, when you accidentally wrote Providence on that Instagram post, you got really upset and you were but like, we I was have to saying Providence. It. it just sounded like Providence maybe to your ear. Yeah, I'm sorry, baby. I literally have no idea what I was saying. Sorry. Podcast over. Bye, everyone. <laughs> I want to be Lady Devil's Advocate for just a little bit here. But I had such a good idea. I don't want to move on from it yet. But you don't know what the idea okay, was. Keep going. Maybe it will trigger it. Maybe. So in terms of these big artists, like Providence Matters and like if you're um, really... It's, su- provi- it's Providence, not Providence. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but what about like, for example, cover designers? Uh, mm-hmm. So if we're looking specifically at novel sure. covers, so like, you know, do people care who makes the cover of novels? And is this stealing work from create? I mean, it is. It's stealing work from creatives. But at the same time, oh my God, this topic could go forever. We could talk about this for so long. Mm-hmm. It's also making novel writing and self-publishing much more affordable. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, of course, that that is an incredibly nuanced... I mean, that's, that's a real... I mean, I think that case particularly has been the tip of the spear for this whole debate. Mm. Almost every time I see it, it's it's novel design. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, it's often novel design. Because it's an interesting intersection there. Novel cover design. It's really interesting because you're right, because people mainly care about... By the way, can you? I wonder if we can hear them. No one told us if they could hear the McCaw in the last episode. (laughs) McCaw is still screaming. Um, Because in that case, people only really care about the provenance of the writer yeah they don't really care about it's like supplementary. of course there is a very uh, there's a community of people who do really love cover designers and who follow specific cover designers course, and, yeah. um, and that's really important to them and that is still will remain important because mm. there are there are absolutely famous cover designers out there who are whose yeah, work is sought thing. after yeah but of course there's also most cover designers are journeymen or um you know doing other projects uh, and... commissions from yeah. indie authors and stuff and that's how they get by yeah. and that is it that is hugely problematic of course yeah so like the ideal obviously would be that we find a system where these artists are artists are credited for any work that ai yeah. makes i think that what i've been seeing is and i don't know i don't know if this is 100 percent accurate but um you're starting to see groups of people like unions of certain types of artists essentially sue yeah these big like large language models and saying look you've obviously trained your data on our stuff Mm. we need royalties Mm. has there been any proposed way that these i mean like presumably the ai knows what it's been trained on well i mean one of the big issues with ai is that we don't know what how it comes to its outputs but we do know we know know the training data though we know the training so we know what training data will be going in but we don't know exactly how it's coming to its outputs this is a real layperson question but if we don't understand how the ai are making its like decisions like can't you just ask the ai 
well, it couldn't explain it to you in any way that we could probably understand. Okay, I yeah. Think. Fuck, it's such a because wild Because we don't world. know why it's telling you why it's doing it. <laughs> so then you just keep going down <laughs> into right. uh, infinity. Um, but yeah, that, this idea that we know the training data, we know yeah. that what's going into the training data, we know what it's scraping. Okay, well then, so we should be able to pay. Then we should be able to pay royalties. But trying to get these corporations, I mean, someone's going to have to just sue these corporations. It's a, it's a lot of work for it's a lot of labor and a lot of emotional labor right now for artists. Yeah, to because ask an individual, it. someone, you know, an artist who's making a few thousand dollars here and there from their commissions over the year, like they don't have the funds to sue OpenAI or Microsoft. No. It's obviously no. not going to happen. So it needs to happen on a bigger level. Yeah, it needs to become. This is why it needs to become a public conversation. Mm. So. Obviously, did you come across any unions of creative suing? I, I can't remember. Okay, where, yeah. I, I don't exactly remember, know what's happening. That's something that I'm, I'm not super informed about this. Yeah. But I know it is something that's been talked about. Yeah, interesting. I mean, obviously, another problem is that a lot of artists don't have unions or aren't part of a union. Yeah, yeah, which is very or, or unprotected. Yeah, it would be. Like, I guess it would maybe be more like a class action lawsuit or something. Yeah. And once again, not knowing that much about how the legal system how, works. How the legal there, system yeah. works. Um, I think that this is like the uh, some hits to some of the emotional pain that a lot of creatives are feeling. You know, we're already uh, often overlooked. We're not well represented. We're not protected in so many ways. And this just feels like a usurping of our own creative power by big companies who have never respected us in the first place. Yeah. And very painful. And again, I totally validate the pain that's being felt. Yeah, I mean, of course, of course. It's, mm. but I think it's it's not something that's. Guarantee, like people think people looking at this. This is guaranteed to take their job, or it's guaranteed. Oh to my take god, their life no! Or it's guaranteed to ruin their art, and I just think that's taking it. Uh, we don't know yet. No. And it's obviously it's okay to be worried. Yeah. But to shut down all communi- all discussion about how this could potentially improve life yeah. for artists as well. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Would you call me an optimistic person? I think we had this conversation the other day. Yeah. I think yeah. you said yes. Yeah. Because like I, I can see how with the artists who are willing to have the conversation and the creatives who are, are willing to adapt, so many aren't. Mm. Fuck, we're such a funny bunch of people. Like a lot of creatives just don't want to adapt. And just quickly, you see it in uh, older creatives who do not want to adapt to social media. Yeah. And I mean, it's a human thing to not want to adapt. We want to stay the same. But for those who do want to adapt, I have a very positive outlook on it, on what we can do and how we can use it and how it can actually benefit us and how it can be beneficial for creatives in the long run. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I think something when we were talking about how we have been using it. Yeah, I, w- I would like to have a, yeah, this conversation now about how we've been using it. The ar- the arguments have come up against us yeah. and why people are angry at how we're using AI right now. Yeah, I mean, people, first of all, when we said we, we've been using it to help us with our novel, people immediately attacked us, essentially. Yeah. Without actually not knowing how we're using it. Yeah, we, we haven't thought, explained it yet. Well, you're stealing people's work. Or what we're doing is, so we're writing a science fiction novel, so we've been using it to help us come up with really silly things like, can you help us come up with 10 names for stars? Mm. Yeah. So people would claim that those ideas are stolen. But stolen from what? The scientists who named stars? Yeah, okay. I don't understand how... I mean, I really don't understand the argument in that case. Yeah, because it's... Yeah, interesting. So I from, mean... From public... So it's... all the... Theoretically, to my understanding of how the algorithm is working there, it is taking the names of existing stars, mm. which are public domain knowledge. Mm. Mm. I mean, I don't know, unless scientists are copywriting their names for stars mm. and is just like mashing them together and forming new lists. Yeah, interesting. Can ChatGPT read the rules of Power No One? I don't know if it's part of its training data. I would assume not because a lot of GPT-3's data is from before 2019, I think. I'm interested and I, I don't know if anyone knows like, what, what is what is it consuming what is it learning off like all public domain no not necessarily Do, is it open information I actually don't know if, it, if open AI share 
what they learn off. Exactly what their models are. They, I mean, they're quite secretive about it. Interesting. But I know that there are billions and billions and billions of data points, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not entirely sure how they're feeding those things in. Like, it's just so interesting. Is that like when it's giving ideas for stories, is it, is, has it read like my novels and been like, okay, well, this is something that does something. then they're like free reading. It might not have read out. your novels, but it's probably read. Other people's novels. Millions of novels, maybe hundreds of thousands of millions of novels. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Do I think that's stealing? If, if, if I know that it's taking rules of hub by no one, do I see it as any different as someone reading my book and then readapting it into their own novels or using ideas from my book to readapt it into their own novels? No, not really. Especially as a human is the one that's benefiting at the end yeah i don't really i understand that people aren't getting paid for their labor there but i don't think i deserve to be paid for my labor just because someone's inspired from my book and wants to rewrite it and it's like people way. it's like when i read i mean all my story ideas are coming from me reading like a things. couple of thousand books in my life and yeah and synthesizing that that's the only way yeah. i've ever figured out how am yeah. i like well, learning from other from people's people? and i think some of the comments you did get were obviously people saying all artists have all ever done for all of time is steal is steal essentially yeah. Um, and and then be inspired by that stealing i think there's, yeah the world is just one big collaborative art project really i mean it is and i think there's a bit of a discussion people think well it's become too easy it's like people don't like the easiness of it that's gross and it's like immediately disgusted people, artists, by that. artists should have to earn gross. the right to steal from people by developing the skills themselves no that speaks to me of like hustle culture and industrialism and capitalism this idea that hard work is the only thing that has moral worth to it and that ease and joy don't have any like moral it's almost immoral i also think that this idea that it's really easy to write a prompt and get a good answer from it is wrong mm -hmm. as a sub point it's really hard if you've tried to use chat gpt mm. or mid-journey or one of the like the ones that generate images it's really hard to get a good output yeah like most of the shit is shit you have to try multiple different words you have to get quite detailed you have to tell it where it's wrong and like you have to really have a conversation with this thing yeah like you see those yeah like those um job listings going out for prompt writers yeah because yeah it's actually because it's a really difficult it's a skill. skill i think most people are going to be pretty shit at that skill so then it just becomes a new skill yeah right? it is that most of us aren't going to be able to utilize properly it's like these authors who go well i'm going to crank out x number of books a year of chat gpt it's like that might be really difficult. It might actually be really difficult to get a good output. And what are you going to have to... Then you're going to have to read that entire book and check... The, you're going to have to check that entire book. Yeah. So it's like not a simple matter of just getting Publish. the output and then publishing it. It's like you're going to have to check... These things don't make any sense half the time. Yeah. I was just playing around with ChatGPT. I was feeding it my own novel and saying, how would you rewrite... Literally in preparation for this yeah. to see what it would do. I said, how would you rewrite this to be better? absolute bullshit crap really it made it so much worse that's, i'm not it, saying that's going to i mean obviously the models are going to get better they and more are, advanced. Yeah. so i'm not saying that the way it is now is going to be how it is forever yeah but i mean that's also not guaranteed there's no guarantee that these things are going to actually get better and better and better like interesting or to the extent where you can just 100 percent rely on it without any human supervision yeah interesting. it's like when you hear one reading a, winning a poetry or you know competition or something it's like well that person still had to go in and monitor and supervise they probably had to come up with thousands and thousands of outputs from that thing yeah to find a good poem like it's probably not going to be writing a good romance novel every time you ask it to mm. it's probably going to be doing some pretty shitty shit that you're going to have to check and tweak and edit so yeah of course if if randomly it came out with an amazing novel on the first try it, that would be really easy for you but i just don't think that's how it's going to work yeah it's really interesting Fuck. I, yeah. What did you think about the idea that oh, we shouldn't be even doing that? We shouldn't even be asking for prompts until we can make sure that it is entirely ethical and that artists are paid for their work. 
So we shouldn't even be asking for it for star names. Yeah. Or what, let's put an example of what I did yesterday or the day before. I James had to, again, prompt writing is hard. James had to kind of take me through it a bit. I wanted some ideas to generate ideas for a secret, a good secret that one of the characters is keeping. Mm. And I said, what are some good... Uh, what did I start with? I was like, what is a good secret? And it refused to answer me. It said it wasn't like it wasn't going to produce libel or something. It was like upset yeah. with me and thought I was doing something bad. And I was like, so I had to reframe the question. I was like, what are some good secrets that someone would keep for my mystery novel or something? Mm. And then it just gave me like five or six different ideas. It's like someone is hiding an illness. Someone is hiding an affair. Someone is hiding this. Like, are they, are they is that stealing? Has it taken in, immorally from other authors? Like, are we irresponsible for doing that, for taking this? Like, I, mean, I, I don't know. It's interesting. I do think that it's not like they, I don't think it it's gave black us and white. any particularly brilliant ideas. It's not like it no, was... No, it's very basic. It was all very... And this is the thing is they're large language models, large, trained on millions or billions of pieces of data. So what you're kind of getting is the genericest yeah to use a word that doesn't exist lovely the most generic you can all, you can actually the interesting thing about it is you can say make it weirder make it weirder make it weirder which is what i did with the star names i said make it weirder and now only have names that aren't based on um western languages oh, that's and so so, cool. you can say things like this and that's, that's so cool but once again required some kind of weird prompt writing but with in the case of the secrets it's like yeah these should any writing 101 book would have yeah it's like a very good google search engine like i could have figured that all out it's essentially was a you'd find a million it's like articles out google there for very lazy people <laughs> yeah it's made for me i think i think that's a i mean arguably you know is is google the people who are writing those articles that you find on google on their blogs mm. are they stealing from other artists i don't mm. know i definitely didn't like the black and white never do obviously that we were accused of of mm. cheating and of promoting theft from artists mm. like I, it didn't sit well with me i think this is a more nuanced conversation i think it's a really important conversation um and i'm certainly not i don't want to write a novel via these systems i want to make art myself i don't and want to, to clear, steal from other creatives 99.9% of our process has been non ChatGPT. oh my god we've done it like it's four like times like some star names and amy was like what's the idea for a secret which i don't even know if we ended up using um no i made i made it up in the end yeah exactly <laughs> just like some th an interesting thing to do yeah and i think saying it's some kind of forbidden thing it's just to me a bit icky i don't know i know it, it made me feel uncomfortable and i felt i was like being a bit policed yeah yeah um yeah especially because i think that I would like to say there's obviously something materially different between an image generator like I was journey about to say. and the sort of things we're doing on ChatGPT, especially because ChatGPT literally cannot write a novel at the moment because it, for a lay person because it, its output is limited to a certain number of characters. Yeah, interesting. And it's it just would be almost impossible to piece together a novel from the different yeah, yeah. ways of entering text. Like you can only <laughs> receive a certain number of text and you can only output a number. Normally it's harder. Yeah, it would be it would be extremely. And also to just do. not as satisfying. No, whereas Midjourney obviously can create completed things so image only just for those who don't know that does image image yeah yeah which um gpt4 will do image okay but we and is that only out? have access to gpt 3.5 okay. at the moment but yes we will have access to gpt4 eventually yeah um and there are many many ways you can do images yeah at the moment already there are already several image generators and that is obviously materially different it is isn't it which is interesting in itself that it is so different to language yeah um do but you i think do you think it's immoral to take these images and use it I think that in the case of the image, I don't know, it just, because it's only because it can create, can create a completed work. And yes. I do think there's something about like 
you can immediately, as we were saying with the novels, it's going to be hard to generate millions of novels because you're going to have to read each novel. Mm. Well, that's going to be incredibly labor intensive. Essentially, yeah. you're going to have to be an editor to the machine. Yeah, you've got a new skill. It's your editor. You're an editor, you're an editor now. now. Uh, you're at least a checker. Mm. You have to read every word of the whole thing. Mm. Whereas an image, and sorry to simpl- oversimplify visual art, but like you can see the image, you can immediately go good or bad. Yeah. You, or that's enjoyable or not enjoyable. That's, yeah. what I, that's what I wanted or that's what I didn't want. So yeah. it is a very different thing. Yeah. Like and I, I think music would be a, an interesting one as well. It's like, I can imagine, maybe this is already happening, but like a lot of the lo-fi music I listen to, I can imagine it all just sort of is a milieu yeah. to me anyway. And I sort of listen to it for the ambiance. I can imagine that. Yeah. being generated by AI as well. Yeah. So I can imagine people having to make ethical decisions there as to whether mm. to listen to man-made music or, or to, uh, to use, especially like, um, oh my gosh, Levi is just screaming. Can you hear him? Yeah, I can, I can hear him. <laughs> um, like, would I ever use an AI for my novel cover? No. I would feel no, very, would, very yeah. wrong about that. I, totally, I, I would never do that. So there are going to be decisions that we have to make. But, you know, I... But then the consumers are going to demand the right to know. Yes. So consumers are going to be able to like, is what, who was the, they're going to want to know who was? Will the there be law about talking like you know? Will AI generated art have to be? I mean, that could be interesting as well. Yeah, really interesting. But this I think is an AI piece. even without law, I think people will want to. Yes, I agree. It's just going to be so in the public consciousness, people are going to want to know. And this comes back to provenance again. Mm. Provenance. 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 What Levi? Levi, shut the frick up, my Where man. Where is he? Is he like? He's like in. Outside? He's like a ghost. Is he in the back garden? He's in the pool, I think. Oh, he's in the pool. Um, people are going to be going, who's writing? Who, like, who wrote this? Yeah. I need to know. Yeah. Was it AI art or not? And, and like, it's going to be harder and harder to not tell people. Yes. I mean, I'm at, yeah. And like I can penguins... see uh, scandals in the future of this, you know, artist who's mm. developed a, a, you know, a name and then it coming out that they've been severely relying on. Yeah tech yeah would you say tech would you say this word tech tech yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean it's technology it it's is technology biology no you're right it's something that it's a it's a human developed tool it's an artificial tool mm. yeah i think i'm interested in for me this idea of like where where do artists go next and i like this idea of the provenance thing i like this idea of like if, if we're gonna thrive with these developments and adapt with these developments like what can we do now and mm. i think a lot of it, it comes to do with provenance i have an interesting um i read a, quite a good wide article about the future of work mm-hmm. with um as research for this episode and i wanted to share with you the final quote if i can just find it you can keep talking if you want okay to cool well yeah for me for it. it was just like okay so you're like yeah this is a very rapidly changing world just like the internet changed everything this will change everything so how can we uh adapt and how can we I mean, to me, it's exciting. Problems to me always get my creativity juices flowing because mm. I love to strategize. I love to solve problems. Like, yeah. well, how can we take advantage of this? I just, I'm very weary of feeling like the victim as a creative because I think our culture has pinned us in that place for a very long time and, and I don't want to be a victim to anything. Yeah. I want to thrive. Um, so this article is, was about, I'm just going to pause ah! it. Ah, I'm just going to pause it for a second to try and ask if Levi can shut the fuck shut up. The fuck up. Okay, I've um, been on nephew duty and he agreed that he wouldn't get back in the pool for 10 minutes. So we have 10 minutes. Great. So um, this wide article was about work and the history of the future of work and what um, this is going to do to white collar jobs. So it wasn't just about artists. It was about, um, you know, lawyers and Mm. doctors and... Do you know what's so funny really quickly is that everyone always said about AI was like, oh, well, it's going to be incredible because it's going to take up, you know, 
jobs that we don't want to do and leave us so much time to do art <laughs> one of the biggest i feel like the biggest um, inventions has been how to take up artists yeah. jobs well is, this is something as another side note is that we didn't know we didn't know about so the first paper about large language models and neural networks was published in 2012 mm. 2012 that's 11 years ago so mm. this conference this technology is 11 years old essentially like that is nothing yeah very baby it's nothing. So all of the discussion that we've had about AI before that was essentially irrelevant. We didn't know. So we were just like, like, what's that um, TV show with Will Smith with the robots? You know, it was like fantasy. It was, it was like, like make-believe. Yeah, yeah, it was fantasy. And there was that famous Oxford I paper, robot. which talked about, you know, the probability of and the percentage of each job that was going to be affected. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that was starting to be a little bit more accurate. That was, I think, in 2016, 2017. But yeah. essentially, we, we it's very, very young still. Mm. And it's we still don't really know where it's going, mm. essentially. Um, but this white article was about Go, Alpha, about and about AlphaGo. The, you know, Go is the um, traditional Chinese... Search engine? No, not no. What board game? Oh, um, like chess. Yeah, yeah. But obviously not like chess. But it's the, it's often being considered. It's, it's like a board like, game. It's like the. It's like a board game. Yeah. yeah, a board game is probably not the right word to say to use. Okay. Is chess a board game? I don't know. I would say chess is a board game. Yeah. Well, if that. Do you in that is very it a game broad topic? Played on a board. Yeah, and it, it was for a long time considered too difficult for an AI, um. and then we developed AIs that could be the world's best Go players. But then what happened was this article was talking about three different Go players and how they responded to being beaten. Mm. And one, the oldest one, was like, fuck it, I'm out. And he quit Go completely. Completely quit Go. No, has never played again. He was the best as well. Wow. The one who was a bit younger than him basically was like, well, if you can't beat them, join them. And then he went, he went and worked with the same, for the same company that had built the AI wow. to train, help train its models. And then... The youngest still has basically become an influencer, <laughs> a co-influencer. Yeah, so he's like people um, want the provenance; they want to know yeah. someone who's good at go. Exactly, exactly, and that's that basically is what so happened. fucking interesting. And then the final quote of the article is from: "Is if this trend is any indication, we should expect to see softer skills, humor, presence, personality become the game. In this light, we may already be halfway there without quite realizing it. Perhaps the future belongs to the influencer." Oh my god! Which some people would find deeply disturbing. Oh my god, that's so interesting. Yeah, James, great find. Thank you, but it's sort of talking about provenance. It is. It's talking about provenance. It's talking about understanding the artist, knowing Mm. the artist. Yeah. It's talking about being very, very interested in people. Yes. It's talking about humans' love for knowing other humans and and for interacting with other humans. Being the art. I knew you'd like that. It was like, I was like, this is the tackiest thing I'm going to say all day. And I know Amy's going to like it. I'm so basic. So basic. I'm so basic. But yeah, interesting, right? Oh my God. I think it was beautiful. I'm like, I know I, as soon as you said it, I was like, this is so interesting. Like what if like, what did, what was it about the influencer? What if May, the uh, new, uh, perhaps the future belongs to the, influencer. belongs to the influencer. I was like, so many people are going to vomit, but I see so much beauty in that. Mm. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the fucking influencer with the skinny meat tees. Obviously, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you don't know what I'm talking about, I haven't done my job very well. Yeah, how are you still here? Yeah. <laughs> Respectfully. You DM yeah. me. DM me. <laughs> yeah. But something that was interesting as well is that I think it was the same article I was reading somewhere online today that... Um, oh, no, it wasn't the same article. I think it was Wired, but it wasn't the same article. It was mm-hmm. saying that Twitter, people are losing interest in 
figure out i'll find it later and i'll post the I'll post article something like people losing interest in one kind of influencer in favor of another influencer. Oh, interesting like, they're basically going away from polished towards grungy vaguely chaotic which we've known for a long time that instagram is going increasingly away from the, the polished feed into yeah the, yeah james yesterday said that i was chaotic neutral yeah which you I don't liked it, didn't you? I did like it. Well, you said it with such confidence. We were talking about my mum, who does listen to this podcast, and James said, "Your mum is chaotic, good, good, and you are chaotic neutral." And I was like, "Wow!" And you were very close to saying chaotic evil. I know you were. <laughs> Sometimes the chaotic evil characters are the best, like Magic Man in Adventure Time. <laughs> he is the best. <laughs> All right. This is just the beginning of this conversation. I have no doubt this is going to continue. And I have no doubt that some of you will have a lot of stuff to say about this. You might disagree with some of us about this. Um, and I am glad like this is what this conversation is about. It should provoke your own thoughts and feelings so you can understand where you are at with this right now. Um, it is good to listen to stuff that you don't fully agree with. It is good to have these conversations. And can I make a closing statement? Please. I think, you know, for years and years and years, people were like economists. This is really annoyed me about economists. They used to say, oh, automation will just lead to new and better and more jobs and then look at history look at the industrial revolution that eventually led to more and better jobs and they're like and then there was another camp of economists who were like well no this time is special this time is different and what's actually amazing about what's happening now with these large language models is they're both sides are like completely bamboozled finally for once the economic the, 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 econom- the economists the are economists. like we don't know we don't know. They're not, they don't know what to do. Which don't is know what's an incredible happen. thing for an economist to do. Who, economists are essentially just people who make up models for things. And they and can't like, make a model for this. I can't. I don't know. It's too crazy. Do you love it? I kind of love it. That's why you're also chaotic neutral. Yeah, maybe. Because you love a bit of chaos. I do. Both of us do like chaos. I think the thing that maybe excites us about us, me about us, is that when I, we look at something like this, our immediate response is, whoa, interesting. Yeah. What could this be? Not what like could this be? Immediately going, oh, fuck. And I know that this comes from a position of immense privilege to be able of to course, do that. Of course, of course. But I think that's maybe part of why I think we have we can have such interesting conversations with exactly. each other Exactly. And I feel like this is using our privilege, not abusing it, mm. as so many people decided to, t- to say. Yes. Yes. And obviously, to be clear... It, I'm, we I'm don't not know. down on either side. We don't know. There are interesting things and there are scary things. But I think to only look at the scary things is a mistake and to only look at the interesting things is a mistake. Amen. And this could really go either way. Like there are huge opportunities for these large language models and neural networks to benefit humanity. I mean, look at the medical app. Just think about the medical applications to start with. Yes. I mean, that could be incredibly amazing. So exciting. But I'm reading. Can I just keep wanking on? Sure, of course. Um, Paul and Levi, he's going to be like, they said I could go in the pole. Um, I'm reading this. Of course, I managed to slam this in somehow. Oh, Dr. God. Peter Atia, the longevity. It's called Outlive. Outlive. Well done. And he talks about longevity and he's speaking about AI and like AI and cancer. And like, you know, we've just struggled for a very long time, specifically with cancer, to make any kind of any movement. And But the stuff that is exciting is because we do have a chance to use these, these models, which mm-hmm. are just like they're taking us at such a faster speed like it is so exciting also really recommend that book yeah yeah exciting really scary and also also to be clear again there is a i think that 48 percent of surveyed scientists think there's a 10 percent chance that ai will destroy humanity so that's worth noting as well so we should be extremely cautious we should be cautious but maybe when i'm not cautious enough but that means there's a 90 percent chance it won't pretty good odds and there's probably 
you know, obviously there are infinite possibilities. Like there's a future where it doesn't destroy humanity, but, you know, it takes all of our jobs and a few corporations basically control these models and ruin our lives. But there's also mm. a future where we find a way to navigate, we find a way to thread the needle and society becomes way better and more egalitarian and people have more opportunity and we create amazing amounts of wealth for ourselves and it solves climate change and med- medical things. And, like, yeah. it just is this amazing thing yeah. that exists too. Yeah. It's just a matter of how can we have conversations that lead us more to the good outcome, not the yeah. bad outcome. Yeah, yeah. And what's the best approach? Is it to just tell everyone to stop talking about it or is it to have a conversation? Agreed. Yeah. All right, darlings. I will have you know that I just want to say really quickly before we end, I did not feel tired during this podcast. I feel quite energized today and I just want it noted that this is one episode oh gosh, where yeah. I am not like, I'm five times, I'm such a lot of time, might be. Well done. Thank Congratulations. You. All right. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye.